Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the BizCast. I'm Shannon King. A couple weeks ago, I talked to Chris Allen, CEO of iCleanse, located in Avon. Chris left his startup, iDevices, to acquire a manufacturer of mobile device disinfection technology. As Chris will explain, our cell phones and other electronics pick up just as many germs and viruses as our hands. So this technology comes at a critical time in the COVID-19 pandemic. Not only do we talk about entrepreneurship, innovation, and doing business in Connecticut, but Chris also talks about staying positive and hopeful during really tough times and how we can make real change in our home state. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. It was a really fun time. Remember to rate, review, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, here's Chris Allen. Well, first of all, congratulations on iCleanse. Very exciting. So that is just a couple of weeks old. Of yeah, new- I mean, we, we technically closed on the deal mid-July, uh, um, and then we held the announcement through August and into early September to kind of get our ducks in a row and get things squared away. But thanks, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess we can start chronologically. So iCleanse is your new uh, venture, I guess I could call it. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about how you took over this company or you know what, what the process was of becoming CEO of it? And um, you know where, where are you at now? I mean, you're pretty new at this, but... Um, How's it been so far? Yeah, so um, basically in 2012, 13, I was asked to be on the board of directors of ReadyDoc. Um, sat on the board for about a year and a half, two years, uh, and then stepped off, <clears throat> got busy with the rest of the stuff with iDevices. And then after I sold the company, or sold iDevices in 2017, made an investment into ReadyDoc. They were doing a round of capital raising in 2017. Added some capital and then... Uh, the company really never got its foothold and really started to, you know, actually turn into a real business. I'd say it was constantly like in startup mode. So uh, in the midst of a pandemic, if you're running a UVC business that does disinfection of phones, tablets, and has a number of IP patents around it, uh, something's wrong. So, uh, you know, they were running out of capital again and looking to do another round of investment. And I basically sat down with myself, my COO from my devices and my CFO from my devices and said, Hey, you know, I think we should acquire this company. Uh, went out, raised a quick round of about 6 million bucks, um, bought the company, put some money in the bank for working capital. And then, uh, went about, you know, structuring the deal and, and taking over essentially in uh, mid July over the last couple of months, hired a few more people put us in our, my old offices, actually in Riverdale Farms in Avon, um, and uh, have started setting up a real business and trying to build it into a legitimate business. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, how hard was the decision to leave um, iDevices? Um, did, your, did, it, did your mind spark at the beginning of the pandemic, like, this is an opportunity for me and it's coming at a really um, opportune time or, you know, were you kind of thinking, you know, you seem, you're a very entrepreneurial guy. I'll, I'll just say that um, outright. So were you thinking for a while, you know, maybe do something different, looking for something, um, you know, a a little bit more um, something different um, in the technology uh, field? Yeah, I'm always looking at opportunities. I mean, I own a logistics business out in Newington and have 
done other ventures and have a few other ventures that I've done on the side while still, you know, working at iDevices. Um, it was hard to leave iDevices. Um, just the fact that it's my baby, um, been there 11 years and, uh, built it from nothing to, you know, just under a hundred folks and great people, great, uh, company within Hubble who has acquired it. And, uh, you know, there, there's always the question in the back of your mind of uh, leaving a really solid job in the midst of a pandemic and starting something that's a question mark. Uh, you definitely, you know, it, you wouldn't be human if you didn't second guess that for a second. But I think the entrepreneurial spirit takes over and, you know, I'm always a risk taker. I'm always, you know, trying to do something new and broaden my horizons. So I figured why not? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Um, so moving on to uh, iClean. So uh, it seems like you have a an affinity for i names. Uh, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing you're a really big Apple device fan. I do love Apple. I will give you that. I'm on a Mac. I have iPhones. I've had iPhones forever. Yeah, you're we're, I think we're the largest uh, iPhone or the largest Mac purchaser for the Apple store in the state. Um, so really, yeah, iDevices was back in the day. Um, so I definitely like the, the Apple brand, but um, this was purely opportunistic from the standpoint of I'm known as the iDevice guy and the iGrill guy. My marketing team that I work in with out of Boston, you know, we were looking for names to come, you know, to change ReadyDoc because ReadyDoc didn't tell anything about disinfection. And that was one of the chief things that I said right out of the gate. We have to tell something in our name about what we actually do. And, uh, they came through and went through the web search and found that iCleanse was available for purchase. So I, he was like, dude, this makes total sense. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to my grave with this on my epitaph of the <laughs> i guy, but like, whatever, <laughs> oh, let's do it. And yeah, just, just trademark it at this point. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so I was doing some research about iCleanse and um, I was looking at the website. And so there's a couple different devices. I was, I'm gonna ask you um, to d describe them. Um, so the main device is ReadyDoc and it looks like, I'm looking at it right now, it looks like a mini microwave toast, yeah. like kind of a toaster oven like I, I'm not quite sure what it is but it's really awesome so there's a few different sizes um, where you can pull them out they're little drawers and you put your devices in there and it disinfects them you can also charge them at the same time so can you talk a little bit about the actual products um, that iCleanse sells yeah so we have two products currently. Um, we've changed the product lineup from uh, what was ReadyDoc RD5 and ReadyDoc Duo to uh, iCleanse Swift. So we have a Swift XL, which is uh, a larger device. It doesn't charge. It's simply place your phone, laptop, um, you know, any number of different devices. We have salons using them for hair dryers, curling irons, fire departments using them for CB radios and N95 masks. So there's a plethora of things that you can place in that device. Um, it has a taller bay and it will disinfect uh, within 30 seconds. You can go all the way up to two minutes um, if you really wanna knock something out like MRSA or C. diff or something along those lines. Um, so that's the core product. That's probably the most popular product because it has so much versatility. The second product is what we call the Swift 5X. Uh, it's a tower. It stores um, and charges at the same time and is lockable. So you, you know, in a hospital setting, you could lock up five iPads, five phones, tablets, whatever it might be in there charge them at the same time as with disinfecting them overnight, you know, while the ER is closed or whatever might be happening. Um, 
it can also do single, you know, use where you just, you know, slide an iPad in there and disinfect it quickly within the same period of time, the 60 to 120 seconds. Um, and then we just are getting ready to launch two new products, which will be Swift and Swift Mini. So Swift will be about two thirds the size of the Swift XL. And then the Mini will be obviously the Mini version of that, um, allowing it to be mounted on a stanchion and rolled around in various applications like nursing homes, hospitals, assisted living, uh, schools, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds awesome. So um, who are the primary uh, buyers of these um, devices or con contraptions? That's, that's not the right word. Um, but who, who's the main buyer for these products? Yeah, so it's, it's actually changed considerably from the company that's primarily focused on hospitals up until, uh, you know, the pandemic hit. What the pandemic has brought about is a number of different opportunities to open up um, the uh, different markets from schools, universities, colleges, um, you know, and we're, we're working with, like I said, salons, police, fire. Um, there's really just a number of different places that you can uh, position this product to help protect either the customer, the patient, the employee, um, and they're being sold super fast. I mean, we, we're, we're making them in the U.S., which I feel really proud about. They're made up in New Hampshire. Uh, so we're creating jobs. We also have um, some sourcing that's done overseas, but the majority of the manufacturing is done here in uh, the U.S. That's awesome. So my first question is um, about these devices, or at least this technology. Um, how is this better or different than simply, um, you know, putting a wet wipe, um, just a Clorox wipe, wiping down your phone? Or, um, you know, at hair salons, they have those... Um, Maybe. Barbicide. Yeah, barbicide. Yeah. So why why is this technology better? Yeah, so two things, twofold, really. Um, the inability to replicate with a wipe um, the exact same coverage every time and getting in all the nooks and crannies um, with a wipe, duration of time it takes to do that properly, and also the fact that that can evaporate uh, too quickly to actually kill the virus or the pathogen that's on the device. Secondarily, UVC light is um, non-harmful. So in the situations for a number of our police departments that are buying them, body cams being such a big thing right now, you actually void the warranty from a number of manufacturers if you use any type of Lysol disinfectant um, wipe on the product because it ruins the lens, it can get into the orifices and then ruin the internal of the product. So they don't have an option other than UVC light. So um, and then really, you know, doing the majority of the pathogens that people are concerned with today, influenza, COVID, things like that, similar type pathogens in 30 seconds is really as fast, if not faster than you could do with a, a wipe. Yeah, certainly. Because I know just from other episodes that I've done, you need to leave the disinfectant on either the surface or the device for, uh, you know, two minutes to 10 minutes for to actually, and, you know, if you're using a device, you know, who has that time and you have yeah. to wait for it to not be wet anymore. So um, another question, how gross are our devices? Um, oh, not, <laughs> probably really <laughs> gross. Um, so why is this particularly important for healthcare workers at schools, for first responders, um, 
even for normal people, you know, what, what can normal people like us do? You know, we're so used to sanitizing our hands and washing our hands every time we come back from public now. Um, how can we treat our devices in the same way? Yeah, I mean, really, you know, it's compared a lot of times, it's pretty gross, but to the toilet. I mean, it's as disgusting as a public toilet. Um, and that isn't uh, an exaggeration. I mean, you can do swabs on them and have them tested and you'll come back with a number of different pathogens. Um, in addition, with the advent of COVID and this entire pandemic that we're going through, you know, people focus on washing their hands. Well, it's great if you wash your hands, but if you then pick up your phone that hasn't been cleaned, you achieve zero disinfection. I mean, um, and then on top of it, take your phone and majority of the time that phone is going to be placed on your face. It's going to be near your mouth. It's going to be near your nose. It's going to be near your eyes and your ears. So virtually all the orifices are being affected by that nasty phone and you have a much higher transmission rate. Um, so when we're looking at schools and things like that with the proliferation of uh, tablets and Chromebooks and things that are being given out, it's great for remote learning at this point in time, but there will be a day and age when these things come back into the school. And so you have a cross contamination that can occur in both ways from a household where they may have somebody that becomes infected and then that person then passes that through the tablet back into the school system and infects the school and vice versa. The school has some sort of, you know, young kids wiping their nose, touching their pet, and then walking home and infecting a home that then proliferates through the, through the community. So, I believe this is going to be the new normal. Unfortunately, I, you know, I'm not um, in this business for to take advantage of the situation. I do believe that this has heightened the awareness of the need for things like this. Um, even if we have a vaccine, which I do believe we will have, but if we have two doses, you know, you're 2024. Um, there is a great safety that is required to protect first-line responders, you know, nurses, doctors, as well as the elderly in particular. You know, the, one of my good friends owns a number of nursing homes, uh, Athena Healthcare, and, you know, super concerning to, you know, make sure that A, his employees are safe, B, the patients are safe, and that you still have a way for them to communicate. So they've implemented iPads, you know, for communication outside of the nursing homes so that they're still able to be connected to family and friends. Um, but they're, they're looking at this device to even disinfect, you know, things like checker pieces or chess boards or things like that where, so that they can actually go back into the community room and through wearing masks be able to, you know, play games with each other and have that social interaction. We don't want to live in caves. I mean, that's not the goal. No, certainly not. Um, so I wanted to shift gears a little bit. So you obviously took over iCleanse in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so just generally as a business owner, how, how has it been during this pandemic? Has your business slowed down at all? Have you had any disruptions or, you know, just because you, you are a really specific um, technology in the specific technology industry, uh, the, the need for technology uh, increased uh, it, it, tremendously over the past six months. So how's business been since the pandemic? Business I mean, business for this company has been great. Um, you know, obviously it's increased demand, you know, thousand X in, in many cases. Um, it's still an expensive product. It isn't made for the consumer. We are selling direct businesses. So it is a buying cycle they have to go through. But people are using their CARES funding and things along those lines to, to acquire these devices. Um, in other businesses that I have, you know, I have the logistics business. You know, we, we had a portion of time where we have two people per truck. 
and you know we had to take half you know half that because they couldn't sit in a truck safely um, until we figured out how to do that. Um, I was lucky enough to get some of the PPP money and I was able to keep those people employed. I kind of had them to go out into the community and do volunteer work um, and help others that were less fortunate or you know buy groceries for elderly or whatever it might be. But I think you know this is for me the learning here is that you know we're all connected it's where we really should treat ourselves more of as a community um a true community of people that do the right thing kind of the golden rule for each other and treat others how you want to be treated um and there's opportunities to really step up and help out where you have the means and, and make sure that people are taken care of in this time and day and age if you're fortunate enough to have a business that's cranking through this you know help somebody else out you know i'm looking forward to creating more jobs and really you know they may not all be here in Connecticut, you know, in New Hampshire as well, but they're U.S. jobs. And, you know, if I can employ another 100 people or 200 people, that's a win for me. Yeah, I was just, my next question was going to be, uh, what's your outlook for the next year in terms of hiring, business, growth? What is it? Yeah, like? so <clears throat> from an iClean standpoint, we will probably be a little over 150 people shortly. We're nine now. Um, so that's wow. significant that's growth. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then I think our manufacturer, uh, from their standpoint, I can't speak specifically for them, but they're looking to add 40 to 60 folks. So creating a couple hundred jobs um, isn't inconsequential. And I, you know, I've been fortunate enough to sell my business and I don't need to work anymore. I, I enjoy working, so I do it. Um, but really creating great jobs and giving people great benefits and opportunities to further themselves and, you know, take care of their families has been probably the most rewarding thing next to my kids in my life. That's very sweet of you to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, so one, one last question I had, um, and I'm sure you've been asked this before, um, why Connecticut? So you're sort of like the uh, the Silicon Valley or you're like the apple of Connecticut. Um, so why why stay here what is great about connecticut um and i know you know you're going to try and grow as many jobs as you can in connecticut um or at least in the u.s which is awesome but um why connecticut why why are you staying here why are you keeping your businesses here why do you keep investing here yeah i mean look i was born and raised here 43 years never left went to college for three months and dropped out. So that's the extent of my living elsewhere. Um, so, you know, I've been able to build numerous successful companies here. We have really talented folks um, and we under, undermine that dramatically through our poor press, our poor, um, even self-confidence in our own community. Um, you know, everybody likes to jump on the bandwagon. I'm not sure if it's because the media buys into it more of like, whoa, are we when we lose a bunch of executives from GE? Who gives a crap? Honest to God, those people didn't shop in our stores. They weren't here on the weekends. They, they have houses in five other states and bebop across the country and are very rarely here. I like investing in jobs that are, you know, $100,000 jobs, $150,000 jobs, $75,000 jobs, where you can provide a great quality of life have a great community that we have in the number of the towns here. Um, and so many towns are flourishing right now. I mean, you're seeing the revitalization of Connecticut because everybody's fleeing New York and Boston trying to get I the know. hell out of Dodge. <laughs> I know. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, like how, how do we um, talk about that 
pos- positivity about the state and all like we know the I know the great things that are going on because I talk to business owners um, every single week about the amazing things that they're doing you know you're doing your work and investing in the state so how do we keep getting that message across honestly you just got to get rid of a lot of the curmudgeons I mean the people are so focused on their own self self uh, a defamation in some cases to be honest like you know look you make a great deal of money you pay taxes so be it i was brought up in a public school system i've benefited from that public school system i was brought up in a town where i had opportunities afforded to me and it was because of the taxes that were paid by my parents you know god rest of so my father died when i was five he was an educator my mother died when i was 26 and she was an educator they didn't make tons of money but they paid their dues and we made our you know our way in the world off of that Paying taxes is part of doing your part to help somebody who's less fortunate. Um, we can disagree on the way the money is spent. We can disagree on where we place those funds. But the reality is it is helping other people. It's paying for teachers. It's paying for police. It's paying for fire. It's paying for trash pickup. And those are services that are vital to making great communities and helping keep communities you know, vibrant and you know, upbeat. And so- but I, I think just being in this younger generation as well, um, just looking to the future of Connecticut, it's where, where to put the money in the smartest way. Like where are our priorities? Because that's what you do in a business or, you know, in any kind of work that you do, you know, what, what needs fixing right now, you know, um, and how do we prioritize it to make sure that, um, you know, everyone's needs are met. Obviously, it gets way more complicated than that, but really just understanding what is most important in our state. And we know what those things are. We, we've had conversations, you and I, um, offline, off the podcast about that um, infrastructure and, um, you know, affordability is a huge one, um, especially for young people. So I, I think it's just coming, coming to a, an agreement. We, we, agree yeah. on, we agree on much more than we disagree on. Would you, yeah, would you? I mean, it's not it's not political or party lines. It's a matter of what's for the greater good, right? If everybody stopped looking at their own individual pocket and worrying about how much was in their pocket and how much they were giving to other folks, look, it's maybe think that it's easy to say, but I was an advocate from the beginning days when I was really broke, living in an apartment when I started our devices, going through a divorce. And I had nothing. I literally was in a little tiny two bedroom apartment with two kids that I took. Um, and I made sure I had 401k for my, my, my very first employee health insurance. You know, I didn't even take a salary, you know, I didn't take a salary for upwards of four or five years out of that company. And, you know, when you focus on really developing your people and developing the people around you, Hey, you get really loyal folks. You get really well, um, uh, as a, well developed folks because they invest in themselves and they take the time to really learn your business and invest in it and they become part of a family and if more businesses did that not just here but everywhere i think we'd have a much better business environment and i think you're seeing some of it with people working remote right now because they're getting that work-life balance um, and they're seeing that corporations do actually care about you by allowing you to stay home and work from home they're saying hey we care about your health and well-being and we want you to be safe um, and I think that's been something that's lost in corporate America by and large up until now. Yeah, absolutely. The pandemic as as awful as the past six months have been and how much it's changed about our lives and how business is done. Um, it's brought to light what's important to us 
and what actually matters and what we actually value. And that that's one of the things that's come out of this is um, just, you know, important conversations, work-life balance, um, and just, you know, what's most important to us. Um, so yeah, one go around on the merry-go-round of life. That's what I always say, right? You know, my father died super young when I was, uh, like you said, when I was five. He died of ALS. Never saw it coming, just, you know, it happened and he passed away at 56. Yeah. Um, my mom passed away of cancer. I value every day and I enjoy every day of life because you only get one go around. And, you know, some of this has come to light for people through this pandemic. It's been the way I live my life every day. I don't worry about every little nitpicking thing or, you know, having gazillion dollars in my bank account when I retire. Because <laughs> you worry about that, you probably give yourself a heart attack before you get there and you're not I, able to enjoy it. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, well, Chris, thank you so, so much for sitting down with me for a couple minutes today. Um, that was, the this has brightened up my day um, just with your attitude and just all the success that you've had. I, you know, again, congratulations on iCleanse and I know thank we'll you. be talking, I know we'll be talking soon, uh, maybe on another podcast, but definitely in person. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. For the latest COVID-19 information, visit cbia.com. Follow us on Twitter at CBIA News and on Facebook. Call us anytime at 860-244-1900. Stay safe out there.